Chapter 22, A History of California, the Spanish Period. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 22, Bucareli's Attention to the Local Problems of the Californias. Nothing is more characteristic of Bucareli's services to Alta California than his attention to the purely local problems of the province though in these as in other matters he was influenced primarily by his desire to ward off an eventual foreign danger his activities centered around two principal ideas that of averting an abandonment of alta california through watchful care over the remission of supplies by sea and over the affairs of the department of san blas and constructive measures for the government and development of the northern province as already pointed out the climate and natural resources of Alta California were not sufficient in themselves to keep civilized men alive, however well the Indians were able to subsist. Everything had to come from Mexico or from Spain. Even food had to be sent, for the colonists could not depend upon acorns and chance supplies of bear meat, and agricultural products and domestic animals were not yet raised in sufficient quantities to provide for the needs of the new establishments. In practice, all of these things, provisions, goods, and effects, were shipped to San Diego and Monterey from the port of San Blas off the west coast of New Spain. Founded by Galvez in 1768, San Blas was to be the principal medium between Alta California and the outside world during most of the Spanish period. The development of an overland route to Alta California was necessary for the elements of permanence settlers and domestic animals could not be forwarded in the storm-tossed scurvy-stricken cockle-shell boats which spain employed along the pacific coast but the sending of supply ships was an equally vital necessity without which the province would soon have been abandoned alta california had been saved by a narrow margin in seventeen seventy when the dutiful portola held out against starvation until relief came in 1772, Fages had averted failure by a successful bear hunt. The greatest peril of all, perhaps, came in 1774, when Alta California was in the midst of the worst famine it had ever experienced. This time, the hero of the occasion was none other than the Viceroy Bucarelli, who saved the situation by his good judgment and his attention to the supply ships by his good judgment for in spite of reports from the pilots of the supply ships the commissary of san blas governors berry and fagas and father verger who is father superior of the college of san fernando was in receipt of communications from the missionaries to the effect that alta california was well supplied with provisions he resolved to play the game safely and sent off an extra ship and by his attention to the supply ships in that at this time and thereafter he saw to it that the provisions were good and that the boats got off on time despite the difficulties presently to be mentioned in maintaining the department of san blas meanwhile there had been an all-around scarcity in alta california lasting from the summer of seventeen seventy three to the spring of seventeen seventy four during which time the spaniards of the presidios and missions lived principally on milk and none too much of that, for there were few animals to supply it. Herbs were sought to eke out the colonists' scanty fare. 
the lack was equally great in manufactured articles of civilized life though it was perhaps less pressing than the need for food writing in june 1774 rivera reported a lack of essential articles at the presidios some of the soldiers had a gun but no sword some a sword but no gun and some had neither one nor the other munitions were also scarce furthermore there was a need for soap and this surely was important for tobacco utter famine was averted and relief in other respects extended when perez put in at san diego on march thirteenth seventeen seventy four in the santiago perez however was in the midst of his voyage of exploration to the northwest coast and needed great stores of supplies for himself it had not been intended that he should leave anything for the southern colonies though he had planned to provide for monterey and the north the south was to receive supplies which had for this one time been landed in baja california but the old problems of the peninsula route notably the lack of pack animals had prevented governor berry from forwarding them because of his anxiety over the perez voyage bucarelli had decided to send out a second ship wholly on his own initiative he arranged for a voyage of the san antonio and it was the arrival of this vessel not long after perez and the santiago that put the province out of danger san diego was relieved in march seventeen seventy four the other southern missions had to wait a while until the provisions could be taken to them by mule train and those of the north held out yet longer until the relief ships got to monterey having had one narrow escape from failure bucarelli never again allowed alta california to incur such risk it is now time to point out that the affairs of the department of san blas on which both californias depended were no slight problem in themselves but just as he had meanwhile attacked questions of the internal conditions of sonora and baja california because of their bearing on the settlements in alta california so too bucarelli turned intently and efficiently to the situation at san blas the port itself at san blas was inadequate and shortly after its founding it began to show signs of filling in several times ships ran aground within the port soundings were taken of nearby ports and numerous suggestions were made to locate the department at acapulco or elsewhere but the change was never made furthermore the site was more than usually unhealthful. Not only did this affect the men, but also food supplies could not be stored at San Blas, for they would spoil. It was necessary, therefore, to make careful calculations so that provisions would arrive only shortly before a ship was about to depart for the north. A more serious difficulty arose from the lack of sufficient shipping to carry on the duties of the department such as the sending of supplies to Alta and Baja California and engaging in explorations of the northwest coast. Naturally, this problem tended to become harder to solve as Alta California developed, for more and more provisions, goods, and effects were needed than formerly. This difficulty may be illustrated by the state of affairs in 1776 after Anza's colonists had reached Alta California and therefore greatly increased its population. Writing to Arriaga in August, Bucarelli explained that there were then five boats employed by the department, of which four were absent on provision voyages, 
two having gone to the northern province and two to the peninsula. Meanwhile, orders had come from Spain to use one ship to carry José de Areche, at that time fiscal of the Audencia of Mexico, to Peru, where he was to serve as visitador, and also to employ two ships for a fresh series of explorations in the northwest to begin in December 1777. Yet the two ships bound for Alta California had not been able to carry all that was needed. It was almost essential that the only remaining ship at San Blas should also go north, but the orders were imperative to send Arete to Peru at once. On this occasion, Bucareli was aided by good luck. A stray merchant ship happened to put in at Acapulco, an unusual occurrence in those days of trade prohibition. It was at once pressed into service for Areche's use, and the Santiago at San Blas was freed for the supply voyage. There still remained the question of northwestward exploration, which was impossible of execution without more ships. Bucarelli solved this on his own initiative without waiting for authority from Spain. He ordered the postponement of the exploring voyages for a year, on the grounds that it was much more important to ensure supplying the Californias lest Spain lose what she already had. He sent Bodega to Peru with Ariche to procure a ship there, and he himself took steps to have another built at San Blas. Thus was the emergency taken care of. It should be noted that this is presented only as an illustration of the kinds of problems that confronted the Viceroy almost every year. One may wonder why it was that boats in sufficient number and of adequate size were not built at San Blas. The answer to such a query goes to the root of Bucarelli's principal difficulties in the maintenance of the department. In the first place, he at all times had to manage with scant funds. So much has already been said on this phase of Spanish colonial policy that there is no need to dilate upon it here. Even aside from this factor, the viceroy was at his wit's end to procure both the manufactured articles and the men required for shipbuilding and the other tasks of the department. This may be illustrated by the events of 1775 to 1777. Late in the year 1775, there arose a need at San Blas for certain tools, iron, canvas, tackle, and artillery. The backward state of New Spain can be understood when it is said that these things had to be procured elsewhere. It was necessary to send to Spain for the tools and iron, but it was hoped that the other effects might be picked up in Havana. Orders were given immediately for both requests to be supplied. The affair was handled with all possible speed in Spain, with the result that the tools and iron reached San Blas about a year after the request. At best, therefore, the Viceroy had to know the needs of the department for a year ahead. This was only at best, as becomes clear by a review of the attempts to procure the materials sought for in Havana. Bucareli's original request was made on August 27, 1775, and this he followed up repeatedly with other petitions. The canvas, tackle, and artillery got clogged up in Spanish administration in spite of all that Bucareli could do. It proved impossible to get them at Havana and the authorities in Spain hesitated before the great expense of shipping them from Europe. Finally, in April 1777, after nearly two years of fruitless endeavor, Bucarelli wrote to the Viceroy of Peru to see if they could be supplied from there. 
Presumably, he got them, though the evidence has not yet come to light. But if he did, it was only after many more months. At least equally difficult was the problem of getting the men that the department required. Soldiers were needed, not on account of the Indians, but to suppress disorderly sailors. Sailors in port, after a long voyage, are traditionally inclined to be refractory, but this was not the sole or perhaps the principal reason why the soldiers had to be on hand. The sailors objected chiefly to being sailors at all, especially for the death-dealing Alta California voyages. They knew well that their prospects of escaping the scurvy were slight, and the chances of death, if they contracted the dread disease, were very great. It was therefore necessary almost to drive them aboard ship. Thus it was that soldiers had to be obtained, and governmental authorization was necessary as they involved expenditures. Similarly, the men needed for other purposes had to be authorized by the Spanish government. Thus, in 1775, when there was no surgeon or chaplain at San Blas, Bucarelli had to get a permit in order to supply them. Early in 1776, Bucarelli asked for a number of pilots, carpenters, and caulkers for the department. The men were sent from time to time, but through death or other causes, the posts were rarely filled. In November 1776, Bucarelli asked for a shipbuilder, who of course had to be procured in Spain. One man was appointed, but managed to avoid the disagreeable duty. Finally, another was selected in November 1777, and over his objection, on the ground that he was leaving his family destitute, was forced on board ship and obliged to go. Presumably, he arrived at San Blas at some time in the spring or summer of 1778, and a ship was built there in that year, which took part in the voyages of exploration of 1779. It will be seen, therefore, that the difficulties of supplying the Californias were very great, yet the viceroy was able to manage it, despite the long and, so far as he was concerned, unavoidable delays in connection with the Department of San Blas, and despite the inadequacy of funds and equipment. Yet, at the same time that he was attending to such other maritime affairs as the voyages of exploration along the northwest coast, he was also able both to sustain and to some extent develop the Californias, especially the new establishments in the north. From the time of his arrival in the Viceroyalty, Bucarelli gave a great share of his attention to the local affairs of the Californias, first with the idea of retaining what Spain already possessed, and later with a view to their development. The earliest problem was that of an adjustment of internal affairs. The first great step was taken in 1772, when two Californias were divided, for missionary purposes, between the Franciscans of San Fernando and the Dominicans. Ever since 1768, the latter had sought to gain entry to the peninsula, but had been prevented from doing so by the opposition of Galvez. By 1772, however, the Franciscans themselves made no objection. So the division was made, the boundary being placed a few miles farther south than the present international line. It is worthy of note that the Franciscans consented because they had learned to appreciate the scant utility of Baja California, whether as a mission field or as an aid to the much more valuable country farther north. As regards the matter of a route, 
they hoped to profit by an establishment of communications with Sonora, which they realized would be of far more use to them than the connection with the peninsula. The division of the Californias was only one of a number of preliminary measures looking toward the forming of a reglamento, or instrument of government, for the Californias and San Blas. A great step ahead was taken with the arrival of Father Serra in Mexico in February 1773. This was the occasion when he came from Alta California with the object of procuring the removal of Governor Fagas and the adoption of regulations which he believed essential to the continuance of missionary work in the northern province. Though the substitution of Rivera for Fagas, due to Serra's request, was an unwise step, there can be no doubt that the Father President rendered a great service to Alta California during the several months that he remained in the capital. He came to Mexico at a time when Bucarelli was all at sea over the affairs of the Californias. Serra was just the man he needed for the information that he required, and it is to the credit of both Father Junipero and of the Viceroy that they used their opportunities for conferring to the full. One result was that Bucarelli was able to proceed with more confidence to the forming of a reglamento. The first California Code was the Reglamento Provisional of 1773. This was drawn up by Juan José de Escheveste, whose name is often applied to it, who had gained much of the knowledge upon which he based his reglamento throughout having been several years the purchasing agent in Mexico City for the two Californias. The reglamento, in its final form, had little of what would ordinarily be expected in an instrument of government. It was composed of three documents, the recommendations of Escheveste, dated May 19, 1773, the supplementary opinion of a junta of July 8, making some modifications, and Bucarelli's decree of July 23, adopting the suggestions of Escheveste with the changes proposed by the junta. The body of the whole instrument was the Escheveste document, the terminology of which suggested and argued in favor of certain courses of action, but did not order them. These, of course, became commands by virtue of Bucarelli's decree. Naturally, there were many paragraphs of a temporary nature, and on the other hand, much that actually applied to the government of California's was either taken for granted on the basis of Spain's general colonial policy, or else depended upon earlier isolated orders of the governors and the father president. The Echeveste Reglamento, opened with an estimate of the annual expenditure required for the maintenance of the two Californias and the Department of San Blas, all three of which regions were to be, in a measure, subject to the same jurisdiction. The plans for Alta California called for an establishment of 82 soldiers, four carpenters, four blacksmiths, four muleteers, and two warehouse keepers, without counting the missionaries who were provided for out of the Pious Fund. This would necessitate a governmental expenditure of about 39,000 pesos a year, but it would amount really to about 16,000, as it was proposed to charge goods to the soldiers at an advance of 150% over the price in Mexico City, the extra amount being considered a proper allowance for freight. Goods for Baja, California were to be charged at 100% increase, but nothing extra was to be collected in the case of San Blas. The total annual expenditure chargeable to the Royal Treasury for all three regions was estimated at nearly 93,000 pesos. 
The salt mines of San Blas were expected to yield 25,000 pesos a year, and it was proposed to take 10,000 from the Pious Fund, but the remainder, nearly 58,000 pesos, was to be paid by the government. Thus, clearly did Spain demonstrate her belief in the importance of the non-revenue-producing Californias. Following the preliminary estimate came the Echeveste Reglamento proper, in seventeen numbered paragraphs. The most notable provision was that which aimed to encourage emigration to Alta California. Anybody who wished to go there was to be taken from San Blas free of charge, have free rations for five years, and be paid the wages of a sailor for two years. Once arrived in Alta California, his services were to be utilized for raising crops. It can well be imagined what a stampede there would be to come to California if such terms were offered today. But it helps to give perspective on the actual situation when it is realized that this generous measure, aside from its indication of the government's desires, was without effect. The colonization of Alta California was to require a distinct effort on the part of the viceroy, but he was to provide it. One further paragraph may be noted. Strict provision was made for keeping accounts and giving information to the viceroy. Bucarelli did not intend to be at a loss again on that score. Most noteworthy of the amendments by the junta was one that the Pious Fund should be asked to contribute 10,000 pesos for the year 1774 alone. It was brought out that the institution was already expending nearly 15,000 pesos for the regularly established needs of the missionaries, besides extra sums for irregularly occurring eventualities. The Reglamento of 1773 should be taken in connection with the Viceroy's instruction to Rivera, the newly appointed governor of Alta California. These instructions, dated August 17, 1773, were largely an expansion of the terms of the Reglamento, a copy of which, including the amendments of the Junta, was attached. In addition, Bucarelli showed that he understood the scant prospects of volunteer colonization when he called upon Rivera to recruit some soldier settlers with their families to take to Alta California. Several paragraphs also were devoted to the precautions to be employed against the entry of foreign ships. Great emphasis was placed upon the maintenance of harmony with the religious and upon the care to be used in the selection of mission sites. Rivera was reminded that they might one day become great cities, a noteworthy statement not only because of its prophetic vision, but also because of the fact that Bucarelli actually contemplated such a development. Rivera was particularly charged to take steps to found a mission at San Francisco, which, henceforth, became one of the principal objectives of Bucarelli's policies, this because of the well-recognized importance of the port. The relations of Rivera with the governor of the Californias, then resident in the peninsula, were clearly defined. Rivera was to report to his superior at Loreto, but the latter was to have no power to change his measures. Thus was the virtual separation of the two Californias declared. Bucarelli reaped the inevitable reward of his appointment of Rivera to succeed Fagas, and he freely admitted his mistake when it became apparent. Rivera neglected to fulfill the Viceroy's instructions about the planting of crops and the all-around development of Alta California. It was therefore with great satisfaction that Bucarelli received the news in 1776 that henceforth the governor of the Californias was to reside in Monterey and the lieutenant governor in Loreto.
This meant an exchange of Rivera for the able and energetic Felipe de Neve, from whom Bucarelli, with good reason, expected better things. On Christmas Day, 1776, Bucarelli issued his formal instruction to Neve. These instructions, in 27 paragraphs, were the last in the series of great documents by which Bucarelli provided for the internal management of the Californias, and together with the Reglamento of 1773, the instructions to Rivera, and a later Reglamento drawn up by Neve himself, were the foundation upon which Alta California was governed to the end of the Spanish period. From time to time there were other orders inconsistent with those just named, but none had equal influence. Among the more important of the orders given to Neve were those requiring him to take steps with a view to the founding of settlements in Alta California. He was called upon to establish two missions along the Santa Barbara Channel, two between San Diego and San Gabriel, a second mission at San Francisco, the eventual Santa Clara, and another between that and Monterey. Great attention was paid to the economic development of the province. Neve was specifically charged to heed the instructions of that character which Rivera had failed to put into effect. Spanish settlers were to be given grants of land and encouraged to take up agriculture, for which purpose Bucarelli had shipped a quantity of plowshares and other utensils of husbandry. Various paragraphs displayed the Viceroy's solicitude for the settlement at San Francisco, of which to him, more than to anybody else, the beginnings were due. Among other things, it may be noted that he was sending a surgeon, a carpenter, and a smith to that port from Mexico City and a mason from San Blas. The instructions to Neve were the basis for the only development occurring in Alta California for many years after 1776, for Neve's great work was in fulfillment of these commands rather than in obedience to any new orders from Teodoro de Croix. This document also marked about the last act of the Viceroy of direct aid to Alta California, for the management of that province passed out of his hands with the establishment of the Commandancy General. Fortunately, however, the supply ships were still left to Bucareli to handle, and this task he performed ably as also that of another set of voyages to the northwest coast, to the day of his death in 1779. End of chapter 22